0: All right, there we go, Nick Cognac with uh, no scratchings today because there is no racing in New South Wales again. So unfortunately, um, La Nina and this weather system is going to obviously uh, come down the coast. They are predicting a lot of rain in Sydney town. Wednesday, it seemed like that uh, rain was going to arrive here between 40 and 60 millimetre, but... Every time you look, the forecast does change. Ron Duffers, joins us uh, on Punters Postmortem. Duff, I'll come to you. Uh, I want to give a big rap to Mike Wood and his track team there at Randwick because uh, maybe in years gone by, we mightn't have got that race meeting at Randwick, but it was amazing how it handled all that moisture throughout the week. Good morning.
1: Yeah, yeah good morning, David. Uh, firstly, I'm wondering whether Nick still gets paid this morning for the yeah, scratches. because he does. <laughs> usually you've got to get one, one race through before you <laughs> That's get paid. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what a, uh, I don't know what to think of that track on Saturday. That was amazing. I think most people after, well, after the second when it started to pour and it poured during race three and you thought, oh, these have to be off. But, but uh, amazing situation. To, you know, We've had over 10 inches of rain, probably an inch on the day, and by the last it was improving. So, you know, the, over the last, you know, well, until a year ago, if we got rain, it just got worse throughout the day, whether it was raining or not. So whatever they've done to this track has worked. Um, hopefully it continues to do so because it's, uh, it was like the, the, the Royal Ram at its best ever um, there on Saturday. So congratulations to everyone. It was an amazing day of um, you know, the, the way the track performed and of the way it played as well.
0: And even on some of the coverage stuff, uh, I I was listening to yourself and and Greg and and also Corey. um, You know, you had situations where, especially earlier in the day, winning jocks were obviously coming back saying, oh, no, it's all good, it's all good, as you naturally think they would. But even I remember when Greg um, grabbed uh, Jason Collett and I think a few other losing riders um, in a couple of those early races, and they were all complimentary. They said, obviously, it's very, very heavy, but um, now we're happy to proceed.
1: Yeah, for sure. You know, a little bit, probably after race three, when it poured, when Prometo won, and a few of them, that was probably our biggest feel of the, field of the day, a few of them saying, oh, they won't want to keep pouring like this. The track's beautiful, but, you know, there's a bit of a slosh coming back, and the the vision was a bit ordinary, but it eased off, and it was just drizzling drain from there on in. And, uh, like I said, it, it, uh, even though it was a very heavy track and they are running very slow times, it was as safe as, and we got through the day, and, and probably... When you look at it, the right, right horses won as well. So it wasn't playing funny where, you know, they were stretched. Sometimes when Randwick used to get really wet, they were stretched out over a furlong. You know, though 20 lengths, 30 lengths, 40 lengths. Who knows? So, um, but but it, it wasn't that sort of a day. So it was uh, terrific.
0: We've got uh, Dean Lester in our Melbourne studio. Dean, uh, to contrast of what we had here in in Sydney, you guys had. Uh, beautiful sunshine and and how did you think um, Blue Diamond Day unfolded and what did you make of the track Derek Corfield?
2: Oh Dave I look I thought it unfolded okay uh, There was a lot of conjecture about it being a leaders track I, I don't subscribe to that in that the first five races were run incredibly slowly they were small fields uh, the jockeys have got to take some responsibility for making them contests and First five races basically weren't so yeah of course the leaders won then when the you know they got into the group one and activities uh, all of a sudden there's a bit of pressure going to the races and uh, and we see you know the the track you know, I heard the track turned around later in the day which I found quite amusing uh, I think the track was fine and uh, certainly uh, better than it was two weeks ago.
0: Fantastic. All right. Um, we'll talk about that Blue Diamond meeting. Uh, Glenn Munsey also joining us. Glenn, good morning to you. Um, I guess you want to echo the same thoughts. I mean, you've obviously, every time we have you on, you'll have some stats in relation to uh, to the way that track um, before a meeting, um, but you must have just blown you away how that Ramwick track responded after the uh, the week of rain that we had.
3: Yes, good morning Dave, good morning Ronnie, good morning Dean, to all the listeners, yes, well, you know, we've been going to the races for quite a long while Dave, and listen to everyone tell us how good the track was, and don't worry, it'll be all right, no matter how much rain, and you you get there and it's completely different, but all week, Mike Wood has been saying, now I'm telling you, We've done some things to this track the, with the Verdi drain. We've, we've put the long spikes through. The water is going through the profile. There's no water pooling on the track. There's no concern. And, uh, you know, Mike was posting videos and showing, you know, different parts of the track, how, how well it was coping. And I, and I think we got an indication on Friday night at Canterbury uh, because Canterbury had received, you know, just as much uh, rain or pretty similar to it as what, what ranwick had. And, and Canterbury played perfect. On Friday night, the first three races there, jockeys didn't even come back with mud on them, on a heavy 10. And then we got, we got, the, we got to Ramwick and Nevesh was, you know, very confident, so was Mike, and they, we played the first race there, and, and everyone said, well, they're right, you know. Uh, and, and that's the thing, I, it was going to chop out during the day, because that's just natural. With the horses, you know, six and seven hundred kilo horses uh, racing at, you know, fifty and sixty k's an hour, uh, hitting hitting the turf, it's gonna it's gonna rip out. But um, even when Huey came back on Forbidden Love, and that was race number six on a ten race card, Huey, you could count the specks of dirt on Huey on one hand. And that's when, you know, uh, the riders sort of went back to the inside for the next couple of races there. Timmy Clark probably did it first on Ellsberg. Uh, But, you know, just unbelievable how the track played.
0: Let's get uh, into our punters post-mortem chat. And if you've got a question for our panel, uh, 13.53.53 is the open line number. We'll start with uh, the Chipping Norton uh, duff very elegant uh got the job done uh, there was a big cheer at the uh, where i was watching from from uh, the tap what about the run of this uh, second horse she's ideal she has gone enormous yeah they put the blinkers
1: back on her and it certainly worked. she absolutely uh, she was like i think she last preparation i don't know it might have been first up last preparation she did a similar thing uh so yeah that's nice to see her Improved so much, their second up because she was just a little little plain there first up, but we know she wants further, so she's back in business. But this champion mare, she just finds a way. You know, she's uh, second up after winning a Melbourne Cup. and uh, She's you know, was eleven Group ones for her now. She doesn't win by big margins. Uh, the ride helped a lot. Um, he he rode her absolutely perfect, McDonald. He knows her well. So and look, you can go round back and say, "Oh, geez, it was a bunch finish. The form mightn't be any good." But that's that's. I, I think that's just the way the race was run. So, yep, she's back flying again, as we expect from her. She's right. She just looks so good, and she's, you know, she's a different mare these days. She's put on weight. She carries more weight, and uh, yeah, great to see. she's a very popular mare, as she should be. She's ideal, like we spoke about. Was very very good angel of truth uh, got control up front and give a good kick for, for a 60 to 1 chance he he ran really really well uh, but he you know he was a derby went on a wet track uh thinking over ran his usual really good race i, I think he was the one probably uh, that wasn't helped by the heavy track that's four times now he's been on a heavy track and yet to place even though he was only beaten 1.3 uh, top ranked, unfortunately, um, who he's, he was going to have a really big preparation. I don't know how. He was three out of five lames, so I don't know what the wash-up was when they got home and, and did some tests on him, but hopefully it's, he's okay to continue on after uh, what they find out what it is. And Due was probably one of the better runs in the race. Uh, she's, uh, she's airborne. I, think, I don't know what what is her race, uh, but she got healed up and worked home really hard. She lost a shoe and um, there's a lot to like about her performance. Tick for Montefelia. Colette expected more, got held up in the middle there. Mount Popper was okay to look out for him on wet tracks uh, because he had room to improve next preparation and just to start off race for Stockman. But she's just a champion who finds a way just to win these Group 1s.
0: Um, you mentioned Jewess Well, Josh Parr's going to ride in uh, Flemington for the next two Saturdays, uh, and it looks like next week... Dewis will run in the Australian Cup. They're going to uh, they're going to back up. Um, what did you obviously make of the, the winner Dino? And and what about that news with the Dewis uh, throwing uh, her hand up uh, down in a, a big race there in
2: Melbourne? Yeah, well she's got the two weeks to the Australian Cup, so uh, that you know it seems like a good campaign for her. But uh, as Duff said, it was run of race stuff was why it was a bunch finish. They went so steady and. Uh, I just love uh, McDonald's understanding of this mare early in the race. You know, we know she doesn't like being inside horses, and he just gave away that bit of ground, kept edging out, edging out, and then at about the when they swung onto the side there at about the 900, you thought, well, yeah, she's in her right spot. She'll be she'll be right from here, and uh, yeah, the margin wasn't great, and she's idea was coming really hard at her, ran home the fourth best last 200 of the meeting, so she went enormous. Uh, but uh, yeah, very elegant, uh, just that that will to win uh, is something you, you can't measure and and she's got it in spades
0: all right uh, and glenn what about uh, her price because it seemed like every time i looked at the tab app she was uh, she was firming
3: yeah well she was um a $2.80 chance in the morning dave and we spoke you know was she going to run favorite in in the situation uh, colette was 340 to $3 very early on saturday morning and at, you know she was going to challenge very elegant for favorite Uh, And then, you know, she was just, she's such a popular horse because it's one of those races you knew that Think It Over was going to continue to keep getting out. Like he went up a $4 chance on on Saturday morning and you knew it wasn't going to be long before he got to $5. Well, when it got to $5, they wanted to take $5. Uh, But there wasn't sort of a, a decent rally for you know many horses in the race so you know colette got 340 into three then got back to 370 and then back into 350 at the death whereas uh very elegant got into as short as 240 250 uh, and she's just such a popular horse colette just dave she just found it too hard to carry the weight of everyone on the punters panel on friday and i was the one that you know said well i'll put i'll my part of the, the multi, albeit everyone had it on top. So I hung my hat on Colette as my part of the multi, and only one leg went down.
0: Only one leg went I tell you what, though, I was a bit nervous watching Ice Bath, who we'll talk about in a moment. Um, but uh, we've got our first caller on the line, and uh, encourage everyone, if you uh, want to make a call and uh, get the thoughts of the panel on anything, we are going to get to Melbourne in a second, uh, but give us a call, 13 53, 53 Mark's on the line. Good morning, Mark.
4: Yeah, morning, boys. Uh, Duff time with Thunder, you've already spoken, you where's she going? That's what I was ringing. She's absolutely flying. She was just as good first up. Probably, yeah. probably better second up than first up, and she went like a rocket. Would she go to Sydney Cup, Tancred, do you reckon? Yeah, well,
1: I think um, by the sounds of it, I, I didn't know where she'd go either. She's sort of in the middle of, you know, being launched in at the real big end, looking at, you know, Queen Elizabeth and all these sort of things. I'm saying, well, is she good enough for that? But after hearing Dave this morning, that The Australian Cup might be her next run. I think that's a beautiful race for her. And um, she'll probably be carrying my money in that race if everything goes according to plan. um, Yeah, I think the timing would be right. She looks in great order. She's matured. And um, considering she's put two good runs together now, she handles it wet and dry. Um, I think she'd be a terrific chance in a race like the Australian Cup.
4: Yeah, dodge, dodge them good ones, I think. Um, yeah, she's definitely flying. Oh, I thought maybe the tank for 2,400, that'd be her go. The, the yep, cup, I think
1: so, yeah. you're talking the right races now. You're talking the right races now. And if she continues to improve, and, you know, then she's, you know, she can have a, a real crack at some real big races in the spring if she comes through. All right,
0: thanks, boys. Beautiful. Thank you, Mark. Yeah, that tweet I saw yesterday from Trav Noonan, so just on Josh Parr, as I said, the, the next two Saturdays he will be in Melbourne. And we'll probably see a few Sydney siders heading south, um, especially you know those that that don't handle rain-affected uh, going. But it seems like Josh has been booked for Maurice's Medad in the Australian Guineas uh, and Overpass in the English Sprint uh, for Bjorn Baker. So they're two Bjorn uh, Baker runners. And then obviously uh, next week on Dewis in the Australian Cup. That's uh, what uh, Trav was uh, tweeting yesterday. Victoria's um,
1: Victoria's picked up a good race in that English sprint. It's a it's a really yeah. it's it's a real good race. It always will be with the three year olds and and uh, there is talk of obviously with the rain in Sydney of um, uh,
2: Profondo going to Melbourne. I can't his child, didn't he, just before? Oh, I missed him. Yeah, I missed him. Look to, I, th- I think it was him. I've had the sound down, but it looked to go yeah. pretty well. Okay. Mm. I think they. Beautiful. I think they moved the yeah,
0: uh, trials to the yeah. poly there at yeah. Yeah. this morning. Are, yeah, uh, we got Gwen on the line. Morning, Gwen. Hello. G'day, Gwen. How are you? Welcome to Punters Postmortem.
5: Thank you. Uh, I just What's wanted your to question? ask the, uh, the uh, members there if they could tell me why uh, horses aren't going into the stalls first, second, and third after races in the city and in the provincials, Uh, it looks very sloppy. And now that COVID has been restricted, I don't understand why they're pulling the saddle off and the jockey gets off, not in the stall in many cases. Or sometimes the winner may go in a stall and the second and third have disappeared before you see them. And uh, it just doesn't look like racing. It looks like you're out in the bush at a country gathering. And I wondered if if when they're going to go back to making it look as it should.
3: Hmm. Uh, I don't think there is. is. There a second and third stall at Ramwick? No, there isn't. But um, no. I did notice that
1: they were pulling the saddles off, uh, not in the stalls there. said I think that was more. Th- I think that was more
2: through t- about the rain and wanting to get out of it. Um, yeah, well, it was definitely a COVID thing. But uh,
5: I'm talking about weeks and weeks And Caulfield yeah. yesterday, which was a normal day. The winner didn't even go properly into the stall. He had he had his head in it, and second, mm-hmm. third never went in. And uh, it, I just wonder why they haven't gone back to the uh, way it was always done.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure. Obviously, they go in the stall and the owners used to all get around. There'd be a safety thing that they wouldn't be kicked and things like that. And uh, yeah, it's always been a tradition to go in into your one, two and three stalls and, and uh, you know, um, salute the stewards, get off and whatever you do. And, um, yeah, maybe we've just lost a bit of tradition there. It might be worth thinking about. Mm. No, uh, no, I'm sure.
3: Message here from a um, a, a listener, mm-hmm. Brett from Hurstville. Uh, yes, there is a second and third stall out the front at Ramwick now and jockeys often don't go the whole way. I could tell you Canterbury on Friday night uh, because I think that may have been the first Metropolitan, no, or might have been Rose Hill last Saturday, the first Metropolitan meeting or one of them that owners were back in the enclosure and the, the winners um, kept coming Back because the owners were waiting for the horses to come back, and that and and they came into the stalls and and got their photos taken uh, with with the horses there. But um, mm. you know, it's, it's I, we don't well we don't get to see what happens uh, out the front at Ramwick because um, we're we're not out there. It's a little bit easier to see what happens at Rose Hill because we're across the other side of the mounting yard, and at Canterbury uh, we're right alongside when the horses come back in and. Warwick Farm I'm uh, thinking of the midweek races they tend to, to come back in in those races there but as I said yeah. I, I don't see what happens at Ramwick because we're not at the front
0: okay all right thank you very much for your call Gwen and there you go someone from the ATC uh, listening and uh, I wonder if no, that that's will a that listener, change. Dave Bretton- uh, a listener a listener, listener sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry 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 uh, let's talk about this blue diamond um, Anthony and Sam Friedman get the job done again um, the blinkers go on Dino. Uh, what did you make of the performance of uh, Dormier and what about Mark Zara he just uh, he gets the job done again and celebrates uh, very very well Mark after a win I see
2: yeah well he didn't quite go to Super Bowl this week Dave but yeah uh, <laughs> he, uh, he certainly uh, you know he enjoys uh, success and as he should it's been a race that's probably uh, haunted him he, he got Sepoy ready and then you know, Karen came down and won on him and he could have ridden Altorius last year, and he uh, he chose Enthahar and uh, yeah, he's chosen the wrong way quite a few times in this race. So it owed him, and uh, Saturday uh, it repaid him. He was in a beautiful spot, and that was the key to the race. These horses are very evenly graded. Again, they haven't uh, they haven't done anything special. They ran at a good speed early. They were very tired late. There was a bunch of finish. Uh, unless it stays a very ordinary year. I don't know if this is uh, the Golden Slipper form either, but uh, he's a, he's an honest horse, storm here. I'll give him that. He puts himself in a good spot. Revolutionary miss, ran well. Jackano may have won. He just slipped right on the point of the turn and, and just got speared probably a horse and a half, maybe two wider. And I think if he got round the corner a bit neater, he might have won. And Sebenac, uh I think he just got uh, to... I saw in the post-race comments from Jai McNeil, he's got a bit overawed by the experience that he'd had horses around him in his trials and his races. He'd only been in small fields and he just got back and he actually hit the line OK, but uh, they hit the line in, in you know, pretty modest late sectionals. Uh, so, yeah, jury out on, on this group still.
3: I wonder if the news filtered through to Turkey um, overnight. Yeah, get back. Maybe the studs being rushed with offers for Epaulet, who's currently standing at stud in two.
2: <laughs> mm, full book. Uh, yeah, say, but, I mean, what a what a uh, what a um, product of the Ingham's, the, the mare, and you know, get, I, I went back. At, I think uh, the great-granddam twenty-seven years ago. She was born, and she was uh, from uh, Crown Lodge or the Ingham family. So, uh, and Epaulet on the on the side side if they had a run of Anthony and sam of how many blue diamonds have they won they've won three of the last four and maybe the best horse got beaten in a photo in hanncy so uh, yeah, yeah I mean they were short off head off winning the last four wow
0: incredible isn't it and, and how does it work boys with the Godolphin horses with Anthony and Sam are these just they, ones that uh, are selected by um, Jason Walsh, I think? yeah and he yeah, still just, just
2: send yeah they, they, I heard Sam Friedman say they get they've got four this season. Uh, yeah. And uh, often it'll re- it'll relate to uh, maybe a mare that the, that Lee yeah. trained or, or that they've trained previously, but uh, okay. this one didn't. But uh, yeah, he certainly uh, he was the right horse for the occasion on Saturday.
0: Couple of texts on the text line here. Um, Sebenak, I know you touched on sort of, you know, that this might not be a golden slip of material this year. We'd we'll have to wait and sort of see if that does stack up. But uh, for a horse having his second race start, what did you make of Sebenak?
2: Yeah, as I said, I think a little bit of inexperience shone through. He just began moderately and was in behind them. And, and I think if you're sort of thinking how he'd be in the run, he'd be inside midfield. And it was the opposite, he was worse than midfield. And uh, he kept finding the line it was a good run and uh, he's probably uh, he'd be nearly the horse I'd want to take out of the race. A couple back in the field I mean it's only a group 2 now but uh, Merchant Prince and Count the Headlights look ideal for our sea size horses.
0: Alright, what about we jump back up to Sydney and talk about Hinge Duff, uh, who was uh, very good in the surround state Give us your sort of overview of the race and then we'll sort of talk about the winner who had, was pretty much plucked from obscurity by, uh, by Brian Connections
1: Yeah, you got to give Bray uh, his credit, you know, he's just found this horse from nowhere um, She just looked like she'd won a couple of common races in Queensland on wet tracks and a little light three-year-old filly, but They've nurtured us through, and here she is, a Group 1 winner of the Surround Stakes. And Brenton and of dull is the great story. I, you know, back after six months off of bad injury and only I'm back after a week, and he rides a Group 1 winner and uh, did everything right on her, that's for sure. She, she did a good job. She had a good second-up record. She had good wet form. But still, uh, she's come back well and is part of the mix as the races get longer as well. I thought she was dead said coming to win, Sartantes. Star she was... She was surging, she quickened. yeah, uh, but so whether she just come to the end of it or Hinge saw her coming and really found a kick, I'm not sure. I think maybe Hinge did find a kick there and uh, upset the momentum there. And I want to be very forgiving for the the two Sprook fillies. They, I think they got, had too much work to do from back in the field. Espiona and Fangirl. Uh, and there's a horse there, I see someone already called in the Big sport, Sports Breakfast about this, Hope in Your Heart, mm. who uh, looks a, a staying filly of the future as well. But for me, for giving her the two favourites, uh, Fangirl is the one that's going to come into her own when she gets to the mile.
0: You just mentioned Epaulet over there in Turkey. Well, I'm fairly sure the uh, the team at Clear Mountain View up there in Queensland uh, Worthy cause the sire of Hinged, and, um, five and a half thousand he stands for, and, uh, they're a good team up there at Clear Mountain View, only a small sort of, you know, they do a lot of breeding and spelling and break in and training, but, um, that no doubt is a big, big thrill for them, I'm sure, uh, the whole team up there. Um, just on this race, what happened with the betting, Glenn? I mean, did, um, it, it was, was, were people chiming in to, to Hinge? Because I did, did, did affirm a little
3: bit on the NOP? Well, it with us, Dave. It was $21 to $12 through the day on Saturday and was probably one of the better back runners in the race and ran our worst way in the race. Uh, and a pretty ordinary result at that. But Fangirl was very well supported. She was four forty to three thirty on the day. Um, we were saying, you know, Espiona had to get out, but it was a matter of, you know, they had to back a couple of horses in the race. And all of those sort of middle pin horses, those $21 chances who were probably... They were the sort of the fifth pick uh, once you looked at the market. Um, They were very, very well supported, you know, those horses there. Hinged, I think you find Hinge actually may have ran third pick in the race or close to it, uh, if not third pick, fourth pick uh, there because Jamia was a little bit easy. Um, but, you know, some of those horses, their four moves ahead firmed up. Uh, Jamea Blue, uh, Zuzarella firmed up from a Saturday morning price to a SP price, 21 to 15. And Espiona went sort of 210 out to two, 280, uh, was back to 270 at the death. But, um, you know, plenty of people found the winner. And I know Chris gave it a good push during the week, um, you know, saying she'd improved and, and different things like that and the, the inside barrier helper. help her. So um, plenty listened to what he was saying.
0: What did you make watching from Melbourne uh, this particular race, Dino?
2: Yeah, the great effort uh, by with uh, Brenton Abdallah. That was the story for me. Uh, great to see him back on the big stage so quickly and uh, getting the right result with Hinged. I think. Um, Espiona Duff, I, I know that uh, she's still inexperienced, but she seemed to travel better the day she ran in Melbourne. I, I don't know if it was the opposition, but she didn't do that wanting to hang in or anything. She really floated into the race that day and flowed. And I just wonder if she's better on the Melbourne leg at this early stage. She'll obviously keep improving with racing, and she's going to. You know, I'm sure she's a Group One winner and waiting. But uh, yeah, I just wonder if she. You know, they might even think she's well and truly in the field for the uh, All Star Mile. I wonder if they would want to take up an option like that.
1: Yeah, whether it's Chris's style to, to push these fillies too far mm. into an autumn. I, I'm still trying to work Espiona out. I, she's she's freakish. Um, I, is I'm still trying to work out what the best way. Chris is going to train her as a middle distance type of filly or come back and say, okay, I'll treat you as a sprinter. I, I'm still trying to work out that. I, I keep looking at a pedigree and, and saying, well, she's by extreme choice. She yeah. might be a sprinter. I, I, I don't know, but I'm, I'm sure of one thing, that Chris will work it out. <laughs> uh, but Yeah, he does. Yeah. There, there might be little humps along the way trying to find out which mm. we've already which we've already seen two humps already she hasn't come through everyone had a, the next unbeaten champion of, of 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 Australia uh which is it's not easy it's not easy to do so not really chris will work her out and get the best out of her whether that's in sydney melbourne 1200 1400 2000 meters i
0: don't know all right, we'll take a break. It's 9.32 on Sky Sports Radio. Give us a call if you've got a question for our panel on 135353. 53, when we return, we're going to talk about the Oakley Plate and Ben Allen's first Group 1. Gus Lamont on his
3: father Stuart's foresight.
4: Stuart started bringing in things to set it up as a business and adjustment was really key. So subdividing these big couple hundred acre paddocks and bringing the sizes down to sort of 50 to 100 acre sort of paddocks, making things a bit more manageable. That's what he does for fun when he goes on holidays is draw it in the sand with his new, uh, what's the new project in the
0: off-season. 11am Monday on Racing HQ. Tintin in America, the sire of the fastest-pacing mare in history, is kicking up a storm with his young crop of juveniles. Check out his exciting new crop of fillies and colts at this season's upcoming yearling sales. Europey.com.au
3: Yep, this is an ad about how KO Sports has
2: no ad breaks in play,
3: which means you'll see every minute of your team without interruptions like this. (sighs) Ah, ironic, isn't it? Never miss a moment with KO Sports. You're listening to Sky Sports Radio and Putters Postmortem.
0: Yeah, wherever you're listening around New South Wales, uh, especially in the northern part of New South Wales, if you are uh, just tuning in, uh, unfortunately no Port Macquarie today with that race meeting being uh, postponed due to the, uh, the rain on the way and uh, hearing... Across all the news outlets of um, of what uh, what's happening up there in Lismore and surrounding parts of the Northern Rivers, with uh, that extreme rainfall uh, that's been in Southeast Queensland now, sort of coming south there to, to Northern New South Wales and lismore being completely evacuated Uh, we are going to try and just check in with a few of our um, industry participants there in lismore if of course they're available just to make sure everything's okay and we'll bring that to you throughout the morning on sky sports radio um you're with ron doversy dean lester and glenn munsey and we've got chris on the line good morning chris
4: good morning guys um i just on the chipping norton on saturday first of all i was staggered that uh very elegant start at $64 or $2.50 based on, in the morning, all the smarties were... I thought Colette might almost start favouring the race, but I wanted to know what you made of the run of Colette. Um, I, I was just staggered how how poorly she went. I, I don't really know what to make of it.
1: She just got hurled Duff, up. Dina. Yeah, she just got hurled up a little bit on in down the straight there and maybe... Lost a little bit of momentum But uh, look I, I was a bit flat with the run Considering circumstances We all thought going into the race She might be the best wet tracker And she mapped the best She presented well But considering the SP of $3.60 And the finishing position um, I, I, I'd have to mark a disappointing But disappointing but don't sack Because you know we're working with A very heavy track And I, even though she does handle it Each day's different
2: So I, I don't know Jury's out yeah, momentum's everything on those heavy tracks. And just when she needed it, she just didn't get it. And uh, yeah, I, I thought had she got through neat at the top of the straight, it would have been interesting to see where how she'd have run.
3: Just just coming to the corner, um, Timmy was sort of just niggle, 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 and, and that's not his go. Uh, on horses that far from home and you know she, uh, i know james said to the stewards it may have been she had a tougher run first up than than what he thought but you know you, you've got to mark it down as disappointing i, I don't think she was going well enough w- when when she was held up anyway yeah will you price surprise... the... hey, hey
4: glenn will you price you started two dollars fifty uh, very winner? very
3: elegant yeah. Uh, I, was and I wasn't I um, wasn't because we had timmy Ryan on um uh, after our preview and he was very very keen to lay Colette and they had been all week a- and he actually thought that um think it over would uh, would get to a stupid price and Colette was a stupid price at under so that that's one reason I suppose why very elegant started as as short as it did because they were happy to go right on with Colette
4: yes, yeah. interesting.
0: Beautiful Chris, thank you very much for your call um, We were talking before about Juas guys in that um, Norton. Ed Cummings put out a tweet this morning as well to confirm this so Australian Cup will obviously be her next goal, then likely the Tancred, so those two races uh, we are talking about, so Australian Cup into a Tancred if you're looking at following Juas which you uh, you seemed um, quite positive about Duff?
1: Yeah I think they're the two races, uh, be, I think he's picked the two ideal races, so She'll go to Melbourne now, and, um, yeah, she'll be at the top of the game.
0: Fantastic. Uh, let's continue on. Let's talk about Benny Allen. Uh, Marabri uh, was uh, the winner there in the Oakley Plate. Um, what did you make of the win? And uh, great to see the Wiz get the chocolates uh, there. That's his first group one. And he has shown, especially over the – I don't know if you agree with me here, Dino, but the last sort of 12, 18 months, he seems like he's he's gone to a different level as a jock.
2: Uh, yeah, pretty much. He, I mean, he, he was right on the cusp of being a, you know, group one winning jockey sort of four or five years ago. He ran second in this race on, uh, Fardana about four years ago. And, uh, he, you know, losing the, the, the support of his biggest stable, Darren Weir, he virtually had to start again and hard for a young man to, to do. And his weight was climbing up at the same time. So Saturday was a, a great reward for him and, uh, She's been a great mare to him, and uh, Saturday, I thought he gave her a beautiful ride. It, it looked straightforward that she drew well, but he knew he had a horse that was going to be ridden aggressively, and Melkovich to his outside, and even Jonker, and he began better than Jonker, and he actually, when you watch the stewards film, he actually edged out, and that made Melkovich have to work right across him, and then from sitting outside the lead, he had really good control of the race, and uh, from there she was able to go on and win, and she met uh, away game six and a half kilos worse from the Christmas stakes but beat her about the same margin. Just shows how much she keeps improving all the way through. Away game's probably the same horse we see now every time she goes around as a experienced four-year-old but Marabi's just keeps improving every time she steps up. She what, is what
1: a beauty, isn't she?
5: She yeah. is
2: a beauty. and she, she, look, she, She's done it on
1: 1,200 metres on a soft track. She's, we know she's a good sprinter and uh, she's...
2: She's just foolproof She's a pinsy. She pins the yeah. ears back And has a yeah. go mm.
0: What about this Poland um, Dino Do you know what they're doing With Poland And what did you Make of his run
2: well, I thought he could Nearly win on Saturday If he got through Yeah, you know, He needed everything To go right And it didn't quite Go right for him But he ran well He ran dead heated For fifth And he ran very well uh, I would imagine he'll go to the new market uh, because he's a 1,400 metre horse. I think he'll take his chances with a lightweight uh, and and run in a new market. A few of these won't. I wouldn't think many of the first four would go... Well, I don't think any of the first four maybe might go to the new market, but Bella Nipatina might have a try. Poland definitely. Um, outside of that, no, it was, uh, you know, I think... They that, that were the main ones. There was a sneaky good run in the race, Zutori, out the back. Uh, not much went right for him at all. Well, he did win the Newmarket last year. I don't know if he's going quite as well, but he still ripped home the best last uh, 200 of the race and wouldn't be surprised getting back to his favourite hunting ground in, in the Newmarket that he at least got a, a little piece of the money. Mm. He's ready um, to, just changing the racing and subject
1: there, he's, he's ready to jump out of the ground that I'm thunderstruck, isn't he? Uh, yeah, he
2: is, yep. Absolutely. Uh, Saturday, the race was always going to be a little bit messy. Uh, Joy took an option to go to the inside when they were sort of starting to... You know, he knew that he was going to probably get pushed five wide coming to the turn if he went round them because that would have all come out underneath him. So he ducked back inside, ran out of room, uh, but... Yeah, he's been defeated five times and they've all been at Caulfield so I think getting to Flemington uh, he, he has one or two rack at Caulfield but I think getting to Flemington on All-Star Mile Day you'll see the best of him and uh, yeah, I'm certainly with him.
0: Okay. We've got uh, a couple of callers here guys. We'll get to Phil as our next caller. Good morning, Phil.
2: Yeah, good morning guys. Hey,
4: just a quick one on the on the BSB lunch and that was fantastic on Friday. I had a great day. But, um I just want to tell you about a, a mate of mine that Long, well not long shots, but mid-range stuff, and he tipped me on the weekend into Prometo and also into Hinge. So what I did was I put them together, and all up them. Then I all up them one with a win, one with a place, and the other one with a win, the other one with a place, and then both for a place for less than thirty bucks. I come up with six hundred and forty odd.
0: Beautiful, fantastic, Phil.
4: Mate, not Beautiful. a not a bad effort for him
0: no well you you shouldn't have got on the uh, wireless and told everyone mate i don't know where you drink the savo, but they'll all be after you <laughs> now they know you've, you've catched up have a good day mate
4: thanks pal bye
0: all right we've got ray on the line too good morning ray
4: good morning everybody uh, uh, uh i'm talking to dean lester listen yes? what, what happened to mirage uh, like i was very very keen on it over the weekend and I hardly heard it through the call, and did it get lost or checked or whatever, mate?
2: Was that Minaj?
4: Yeah,
2: Menage. yeah, she all but yeah. went through the rail after about 200 metres, so forget she oh, went around... did G- know that. Yeah, Jim Byrne got 12 meetings for cutting her very fine, and uh, uh, yeah, I think Kieran McAvoy was less than impressed uh, reading the post-race comments.
4: Oh, <laughs> oh that- right, mate, I didn't know all that, I... Yeah. I, just, I was disappointed in the run. Now, listen to that. Do you think it's a horse uh, going to the uh, new market? Do you reckon it's got a chance?
2: Uh, I don't know if she'll go there. I thought she might go to the Galaxy Duff, stay at 1100. I think that's about her sweet spot. Yeah. So she's, uh,
4: she's about 1100-metre horse.
2: Yeah, I think so.
4: Yeah, okay, then. I appreciate okay. your call. I was very... I hardly heard it through the call, that's all. But I just thought something must have went amiss with it and... Uh, you explained it to me very well. Thanks very much. Have a good day, boys.
1: Thanks. Mate. Cheers, Ray. Great. Someone Beautiful. said to me. Someone said to me. I don't remember who it was. Uh, Karen's a laid-back sort of a character. They say they've never seen him so cranky than he was on Saturday after he, after, he, that. after that after that race. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well. Well. Yeah. The
2: boys. The boys in uh, in the media down here get the post-race comments off the jockeys. Right. And he, his comment was, I got put through the rail by a cowboy. So um, yeah. <laughs> that's, okay. that's unusual for Karen. So, so at least the <laughs> shoes report explained who'll be wearing the Stetson hat when they go <laughs> back to the races this <laughs> <after> meeting's time.
3: <laughs> Might oh, be a gunfight <laughs> in the Oakdale Corral. <laughs> <laughs> Win a carnival in Brisbane.
0: Yeah. Jeez. Okay, yeah. all right. Um, in the
3: car park of the Bricky Creek.
0: I know that it's underwater. Yeah, you know, um for Churity stakes, I know you mentioned I'm Thunderstruck before, Dino, but just a couple of texts here about Mowanga Now I think that they're going all star mile with Mowanga,
2: aren't they? That's what uh Annabelle wants. Uh, yeah, i Well, no. well I imagine that's why he's down here, is he? Yeah. Uh, I've lost track of who's in the voting and who's not. Um uh yeah, I'd imagine so. Uh Flemington Mile would suit him perfectly. He ran really well. Uh that was his second run at Corford. He ran went there very early in his career in a Guinea's uh, but uh, I thought he ran very well. I think we can put to bed uh, just watching
1: his trials now for, for forever. Yeah. I, you just don't know. You think he's going awful, nah. but he's, he's obviously just a race horse. He's a race day horse.
0: Yeah. All right. And the other uh, text here is about Castle Ray Kidd, and I saw that Gay was in town and so was um, so was Singo, Singo. and yep. um, hasn't this horse just, <laughs> just changed? I mean, I remember backing him one day at Newcastle in a... In a maiden where Clyde beat him, uh, and now he, you know, goes from a Gosford maiden to an autumn classic.
2: He does, and uh, yeah, well identified this sort of race, and and the Alistair Clark in two weeks, and since he won at Gosford, uh, then he he got that win at Sandown, and then they put the blinkers on on Saturday, and... Uh, again, uh, Ollie went to the front and he spent a little bit of petrol early but uh, they were quite happy to sit off him uh, mm. I, I didn't quite understand that and he's just a good tough horse and what I liked about him, 50 metres out pricked the ears again so there's still a bit in the tank uh, so no problem thinking that uh, he, he'd go to the uh, uh, the Alistair Clark in a couple of weeks time and, and run very well Very popular
1: win in our family we got his half-sister sitting in a paddock <laughs> ready to be served so it was okay. a very
0: popular win very good. Uh, what about the Skyline Stakes? Uh, now, we just mentioned we heard from Phil about his double with Prometo. David Atkins had this divine profit cult, won at Newcastle, and obviously went whoosh there in the Skyline. What did you make of its uh, performance, um, uh, Duff? And then, uh, Muns I'll get a... Uh, there's a couple of texts here about a slipper market update as well, so we might get Munns' thoughts on the Skyline and also the uh, the other two-year-old race, the Sweet and Brace, and then we'll come to you, Muns, for a sort of a slipper update. Yeah, well, they've
1: got to pay the money to get him in the slipper to start with because he's not there. Um, I like him. I like him a lot. I said it before the race. I loved his win at Newcastle, even though the SP wasn't there. It was 20, 20 to one chance there. He, 900 metres, he rounded them up, ran right through the line. Christian Reith, uh, don't see him in town often on the set day these days. he come to town to ride him, apparently with plenty of confidence. Went to 1,200 on a heavy track, did the same thing. I think they're cooking with gas, whether it's going to be you know, over the next couple of months or next preparation. I think he's He's a lovely, lovely horse horse. Mm. Um, and got plenty of talent in in, in that. In saying that, um, we keep saying it. Don't know whether it's a Golden Slipper form. Where is the Golden Slipper form? I don't know. Uh, Look, they they were a good even bunch, but I thought Brosnan was the horse to follow out of that race. He was first starting a race, wide no cover. I thought his run was good.
0: All right. What about the sweet embrace? Uh, that, that second horse, uh, that second um, place getter for Anthony Friedman, she's extreme. She ran uh, race really well. As did the winner there, Fireburn.
1: Yeah, Anthony Cummings. Uh, she's extreme. She, Anthony Cummings. Uh, she was a little bit unlucky, actually. Looking at the replays a few times, she found a, a few you know, got held up a few times. I so thought she was excellent, but can we trust this as the heavy ten form? Uh, Fireburn. She's just a line chaser, loves to win. Uh, Lady Laguna, I was disappointed with. She didn't want to go straight out in the middle of the track there. And uh, she was just hopeless on the wet, extravagant star. They ran faster time than the the boys, uh, which and uh, come home a bit faster as well. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, It's just hands-in-the-air stuff with this slipper form in the last few weeks.
0: All right. Uh, Muns, before you give us that slipper update, Chris Roots has literally just tweeted this, guys. Richard Litt will pay a late entry for Profondo in the Australian Guineas. A final decision will be made on Wednesday, whether it is Ramwick or Flemington. Either way, it, uh, it'll be uh, Robbie Dolan uh, that will ride. So he will either go to Flemington or go to Sydney. And that's just been tweeted by Chris. So just on the back of that... $8. Um, $8. It does... With, with the late entry fee there in, in Melbourne, and then if doesn't decide to go to Melbourne for some other reason, they do their money cold there, don't they?
1: Yeah. yeah, dangerous stuff. Okay, they've got Wouldn't plenty be,
2: of it. How much is it? it 27,500.
0: 37,500, I thought it was, or something. Okay. Yeah. Round so drinks. thirty-seven and a half to have an option, okay. Um, the and, and that trial this morning, you only glanced at didn't you, Dino?
2: I saw the last bit, he was just getting stronger through the line, yeah. Mm. He, he,
0: he drew the outside alley. He jumped mm. well.
3: He sat outside the leader, probably three-quarters of a length to a length off the leader, worked up outside the leader on the point of the turn, then went to the front, got probably a length and a half in front. The, the other horse, of Gary Portelli, So pulled the stick on it, and, but he held it pretty safely. He's still
0: a raw horse. I mean, is that is that a risk, gents? You know, first way Melbourne going, he'd be in an Australian Guineas?
1: Uh, not really, He's the, no. with his talent. We, we, we said he was a raw horse when he was winning yeah. <laughs> races here at, uh, at
0: the top level.
1: Yeah.
0: Munz, give us an update uh, on that slipper, and then just if um, what's happening with that Australian Guineas market too, as it's prevalent. Well, no change at the
3: top of the uh, the slipper market. Uh, Gata remained a $4 chance. Russian Conquest at 8 uh, Best of Bordeaux and Magic, the Quinella... <laughs> uh, last weekend... Before that, uh, $11 each of two. Dormier and Fireburn, the winners on Saturday with the Blue Diamond and also the uh, the, the Sweet Embrace are now $15 each of two. Grease and Revolutionary Miss, along with Sir Jardin, are all $15. Uh, Revolutionary Miss, of course, runner-up to Dormier and the, the Blue Diamond. Sir Jardin worked on Friday night at Canterbury. Got through the ground, all right there. And Greece, of course, is this uh, first starter from the trials that uh, will more than likely go around this Saturday. Jack and O is on the next line of betting at $18. And then we've got Lady Laguna and Queen of the Ball. At twenty-one dollars, uh, a number of them at twenty-six dollars, and albeit Promito is not nominated, he's been inserted as a thirty-four-dollar chance, but not nominated in the slipper. So the risk there that you take in an all-in market is if they don't nominate, uh, you'll do your money. So um, you know that's why we put not nominated. That's to give you the um, the leg up there. That you know you you basically got to um, you got to win twice. Yeah, uh, they've got to pay the money, and then he's got to win
0: the slipper. All right, uh, boys, we'll take another break on Sky Sports Radio. Thirteen fifty-three fifty-three is that open line number.
5: The
3: Putters Panel.
0: Race seven, number eight, Mighty Bill in the Parramatta Cup for me.
4: Mighty Bill, different class in the Parramatta Cup. That was very cosy.
3: This money for War Eternal, it went very, very nice the last little bit in that Paul Leely race at Randwick the other day.
4: War Eternal hits the lead late and starts to draw away. War Eternal beats Tamer
2: Lane. I thought Expat, it looked pretty obvious.
4: Expat kept going from Bellucci, babe, and another win for Expat. The Putters Panel. Friday morning, Racing HQ.
5: A smile tugged at Bridget's lips as she eyed the handsome stranger. She was trackside at Shandon Ladies Day, the social event of the season. Her pink dress dazzled in the light as he made his way towards her. She sipped her sparkling wine before she felt the stranger press a betting slip into her hand a phone number scribbled in the corner she looked up but he'd faded into the crowd shand on ladies day this is where stories are made saturday march 12 rosehill gardens book now at theracers.com.au Athena Home Loans have just dropped their rates. Again! For the ninth time in a row, Athena just dropped variable rates to give you one of the lowest fee-free home loans in Australia. Super low rates and fee-free. Just one of the ways Athena is helping Aussies pay down their home loans faster. So what are you waiting for? Get saving today. Go to athena.com.au to see how much you could save. Athena, love us and leave us. Standard credit criteria, terms, conditions and government charges apply.
3: You're listening to Sky Sports Radio and Punters Post Mortem.
0: Here yeah, with uh, Ron Davison, Dean Lester, and Glenn Munsey this morning on Punters Post Mortem. Um, just a bit of a, uh, information here. I know a lot of people like uh, heading back and listening to the podcast, the rerun um, in their own time again of Punters Post Mortem, or following the horses to to follow, which we'll get to in a moment. Um, there's an issue at the moment with the podcasting system at uh, Sky Sports Radio. It's being rectified as we speak, but that podcast might be a little bit later getting up than usual. So uh, same with the horses to follow online. Might be a little bit later, so maybe I'd be checking late this afternoon on uh, my Twitter page or Munzer's or Duff's, etc. But uh, as soon as it's up, we'll get it up. Uh, but uh, in the meantime, yeah, there is an issue with the podcasting service there across all platforms at uh, Sky Sports Radio. Um, Might have to get the propeller heads on it though. Yes uh, I think they are. They're in full swing at the moment Um, no cruisy Monday for them Um, Argentia Dino what did you make of the Frankel filly there at Melbourne on the weekend? There's a few texts. There's one here from Barry who said can you ask Dino about Argentia?
2: I thought she was uh, fine probably ridden a little bit closer because you could see that she's going to have to use barrier one. Uh, I think It's time for her to get to 1600 and get to Flemington. And the other thing in this race was the feature of the race was Ben Mallam's ride on Lavish Girl. He went to the front and he sat in front and he sat about two-thirds of a horse off the rail. So um, Mark Zara couldn't go up inside him. And he sat and he kept looking to his inside. He knew exactly where Zara was. And then he quickened. As he did, then Zara had to come out. And whilst he got a chance to run home, he didn't have any momentum when he came out, whereas the leader was off and gone, so I just thought it was a, uh, it was a really masterful ride really, and uh, the winner was good, but uh, I think Argentia uh, CUNY stakes 1600 will be a good race, her and Yearning Yearning was outstanding there because she carried the full penalty in that race ran home really solidly and uh, she's come back well, she's already a group one winner, so at level weights in a race like the CUNY, if they both go that way uh, promises to be a really good race
0: all right, uh, now boys, uh, horses to follow uh, for you for the the weekend. Duff will start with you. What did you find?
1: Duo, um, we spoke about her earlier. I think, uh, yep, I can. Mm, I sure thought she'd be likable in the Australian Cup without seeing the, the makeup of the field. Fangirl, not getting off her back when she gets to the mile, and uh, I think Brosnan will win a few races. You know, I'm not saying he's a slipper horse, but Gerald will place him to win somewhere. They're the three from me.
2: All right, Tino. Uh, I just mentioned Yearning. I think uh, she's in for a really good uh, preparation. She was very solid there. Uh, in the Autumn Classic, Elza Mee, he's having very much a, a, an explosive Jack style preparation. He started his career at Newcastle and he's travelled around a bit and he's building. I don't think he's an explosive Jack, but uh, there's a, a reasonable staying race for him, I think, Elza Mee. It was another good run and I think he, he's looking to get onto a bigger track now. and. Turaf was very good in the futurity she'd missed a run in the uh, uh, all stakes two weeks ago and I think if she goes to a 1400 metre mare's race at Flemington on Super Saturday uh, she could probably win All right, Munns
3: Well I won't have to put Dwayne in again Dave because we had it in after a first up run but um, I'm going to these sort of minor uh, races I think a nice staying type of Chris Wallace went round at Canterbury on Friday night in the name of Ocean Shores um, that's a homebred for you for the Inghams, out of a mare called Shawnee Girl, and the horse that we mentioned on Friday, Dave, in the Putter's Panel, out of the Surround Stakes. Hope in your heart.
1: Mm. They might need you in uh, Sky Thoroughbred Central today, Glenn. You know, like they need a good talker there from 1:30 to about 6:30 uh, tonight with Fan Girl, with seven races, the only meeting on there today. They'll need someone with your capabilities there this morning.
3: Oh well, I'm I'm tipping thoroughbred weekly gets a hammering. Ron, uh, some spring stars, uh, Red, Zell. Other Red Zell, Red Zell will be back. Uh, Red um, Zell will be back. Yeah, I've just oh. uh, charges just tweeted a photo. He said, "I'm on the way to Thangool, and he's just mm. about to hit a dirt road." I don't know how far he's got Is, to go on the yeah, dirt well, as, road. Long as, it, um, as long as it's a dry, wet road, uh, dry, dry, yeah. dirt road. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't think the road has um, got. there's some amazing photos, guys, coming out of Brisbane. Uh, I've just had a look at the 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 delivery. Uh, well, the dock area at the 4X Brewery, uh, which is at Milton, underwater, uh, yeah. underwater There's uh, and it even goes up. Um, uh, ben Craig and uh, uh, or Luke, uh, one of the one of the boys there, that uh, Cabarita up there on the you know the northern rivers up towards the um, the border. You know, Terrible. floods up there. It's unbelievable to to think. You know. Um, that these people, I, I know we live, you know, people live in areas that can flood, and it's the old adage that the one in a hundred year flood, but Brisbane's having their second, you could say, major <laughs> flood in I think it's seventeen years, isn't it, Dave, since the last one or, or is it no it's years? eleven years, two thousand eleven I yeah, think it was. Years, yeah. yeah. Nice. So, you know, and unbelievable scenes. I saw another video of the train going to the airport in Brisbane over near Kedron Way there, which is up past the race course, in between say the race course and the airport, and and the amount of water there is is phenomenal. You know, the Kapalabar dog track, Albion Park track there. Um, you know you feel sorry for these people and you know you you just hope that you know they're very very safe they're evacuating Lismore and and different areas up there on the northern rivers and I I just I I just can't fathom that the pain and everything that these people would be going through
1: Mm.
0: yeah yeah Uh, and on um, on Thangool I think this is their first ever tab meeting uh, today and they're looking at doing a couple of meetings a year at uh, at Thangool. And just before we go, uh, Duff, and I want to touch on this, because I, I was going to touch on it earlier, but we got talking about the races. And just on your tweet yesterday about, um, is it my imagination or are some people cranky that ranwick played well yesterday? Might be just the Twitter world. It, it does seem apparent um, that, uh, especially racing Twitter, and I don't know if it's just... Certain people that, that you follow or you see pop up all the time, but, um, gee, there is there is some negative
1: stuff there, isn't there? <laughs> Look, Twitter is what it is, and I play with it sometimes and, and and stir a few up. But, you know, I put the first time I've sort of wrapped up, I'm always bagging tracks. And the first time I put up a, a defensive Tweet for Ramwick which it deserved. You know, everyone wants to hammer you, saying, you know, it's, a, it's you know, wouldn't have raced if it wasn't for the prize money and all this crap. And then someone else is abusing you for this. I let it all go, but it is. It's it's You're a. You're better we, than we, me. It's, it's very fickle. Uh, uh, you got to you got to have a thick skin and not reply to these people.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but, but just but on the track.
1: Look, not so much. It was yeah. unbelievable. You know, it deserved a rap. It deserved a rap. And then you get the naysayers there saying, you know, I don't look. It's, it's I don't. It's not even worth talking about,
3: to tell you the truth. Mm. Uh, interesting to note, boys, uh, with the Ramwick Guineas coming up on Saturday, with that news of Profondo uh, Richard Lip paying that uh, late entry fee for uh, Melbourne. Uh, that's found a few customers. Uh, they took the two dollars. They took the one ninety, and they're now happy to take one eighty. Animo on Saturday. Mm. So, you know, who's to say that people might be a small relieved? field that yeah, it yeah. might be a small field now that that race. You you doubt espiona and fangirl backing up. Yep. Uh you doubt hinged backing up. You know, Profondo's not there. The market tells you halal and converge out of the Rose Hill race and then you're looking to, you know, ranch hand and war eternal uh from the, the benchmark uh race the other day. Morris is my dad's the next pick at 26, and we already know Josh He's Parr's going to Melbourne. ride it in, in Melbourne yeah, yeah. on Saturday. So it could be a very, very small field so, uh, to think. And um, they say you don't get overs when you bet early, and ask those people that took $11 Ellsberg.
0: Mm. Yes, exactly right. All right, boys, have a great week ahead. We're on weather watch. Uh, forecast for Sydney, 15 to 30 on Tuesday, 40 to 60 on Wednesday and 10 to 30 on Thursday. So we're on a bit of weather watch, seeing how much of that rain comes down. And I think for Melbourne, uh, Dino, for a big week of racing uh, down there, you've got uh, humid and partly cloudy all week, mate. So have a great week, everyone. Uh, As I said, that podcast will be up a little bit later today. We'll catch you next Monday, though, boys, on Punters Postmortem.
5: See you, guys. Thanks, Thanks, Dave.